We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, still in Oxford. Neil still in Nashville. Currently watching an electric thunderstorm outside his window. It is uh, it's Tuesday afternoon, so as I said earlier in the week, if something burns down between now and this morning, you'll probably get an OEP, OEP extra. It will not be on this because, frankly, we don't know it yet. But it's the Wednesday podcast. I'm going to go ahead and put it up here uh, soon so you'll have it early and not just on uh, on Wednesday morning. Got a lot of podcasts up on the network. Neil's done several shows today. I'll let, I'll let him take you through those. Here in a uh, in a minute as well as uh, day two wrapped up from SEC Media Days, Georgia, uh, Mississippi State, Auburn, and Vanderbilt were the teams that were there today. We'll run through that a little bit. Um, we didn't mention on yesterday's show, Ole Miss picks up a couple uh, baseball commits out of the portal. Maybe the final ones. It's possible the portal class is complete for the Rebels. So I'll hit on that a little bit, including one of the players' former coaches, uh, being pretty pissed off today during a uh, press conference. We'll talk about that and more. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, ribs. You know the drill by now. Let them take care of dinner tonight and any night. They do that by uh, calling ahead. They'll wrap up the ribs, wet or dry, if I'm ready to go. They got chicken. They got plenty of stuff in their hot case. They got dessert, side items, and more. And if you're in the Jackson area, Brookhaven area, Clinton They've got donuts every single morning, homemade, a lot of options for you there with Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Oh, we are. I'm uh, normally in the Clark Ford studios. I guess this is the remote Clark Ford studio in Nashville, Clark Ford in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You just get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around or you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. All of my coverage from Nashville, both at rebelgrove.com and on MPW Digital, is brought to you by Hillco Insurance. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey is partnered with the Grove Collective and will be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey and Hillco Insurance, like I said, are sponsoring my coverage uh, from the Grand Hyatt here in downtown Nashville. Davey can service customers in all 50 states, and he's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey Ferris at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. Little uh, programming note again, our uh, Thursday podcast will be sometime in the afternoon after Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss players uh, go to the podium or and do their uh, rounds there in Nashville. So just be aware of that. That will not be a Thursday morning show because that would be stupid with Ole Miss about to uh, say a bunch of things. And then we'll talk about those things after they are uh, 
after they're said. Uh, while we're bragging on people, talking about uh, the different partners, uh, real quick, thanks to Gentile. Um, there is a, a golf tournament, a tornado relief tournament in Amory this week. Gentile has helped me get some stuff down there. They're really appreciative. They've uh, been great to uh, work with. So if you like uh, our logo, some shirts, some clothes, you can get the link there off uh, my Twitter or the website. But just a, a quick thank you to them for uh, for that for this weekend. I've been wearing uh, I've been wearing Gentile stuff both days this week, and I've gotten uh, multiple compliments on our uh, our apparel. Yeah, in fact, uh, if they're listening, I'm, I'm I'm hereby hitting you up for more, and uh, especially the polos. <laughs> I got uh, I got two polos. I need to get about two or three more polos. People rave about the polos. They look fantastic. So uh, I put an order in for us this week, actually. Oh, you're the man. Yeah. So you, you did not know that, but I I put some uh, I I've put some on order there. So yeah, I've gotten uh, tons of compliments on our our um, new apparel yeah. line, polos and pullovers. So. Inside, you can get away with a pullover. I was talking to Rippy about that the other day. He wears them at work every day because it's always cold in his office. So, I mean, if you're if you're in the right environment, you can still do it here in in July. Well, I've got mine on in here right now in in the hotel room. Uh, it's it was it was warm when I got when I checked into the hotel, and so I turned the air down to like forty two. And now um, I'm having a hard time getting warm. So I'm glad I packed a couple of the uh, of the pullovers. You I, also, should see, I, uh, you should see the rain here. I mean. 22 floors up. This is, it is like watching. I mean, I keep waiting. I'm looking down. There's a car that appears to be flooded. Uh, water's just everywhere. I'm, there's a massive Nashville. There must be more construction in Nashville than the rest of the world combined. Like everywhere you look, there's a crane. Uh, all the roads are closed, doing all this construction. Nashville's by God growing, but. I keep look. I'm looking down right now, and I keep waiting to see like Noah's Ark, just kind of right, race right down Broadway. There is a car flooding below you. Yeah, the car appears to be stuck in like floodwaters. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but I'm 22 stories up, so it's possible that I've I'm, I've, I've got a depth perception issue. But yes, that's what it appears like. There's and there's police with their sirens going and stuff. It's it's kind of apocalyptic looking from all the way up here. Yeah, because, I mean, as you were watching it, you were kind of, I mean, your, your face looked like an eight-year-old that was seeing something really fascinating out the window a little bit. I mean, just kind of like glancing and going, wow. Like, yeah, it like, it's, 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 it's kind of wow to watch to watch a storm roll through like this. This city's incredible, man. I mean, the, the, the level of growth and building and stuff in Nashville is just, it's staggering, really. I mean... I don't know whether Nashville's about to become Atlanta or or what, but it's just huge. I mean, there's so much building happening here. I know we talked about coffee this morning, and now we're talking about Nashville buildings. So people hate people hate my guts right now, probably. But it's no, they, no. I'm telling you that, that that's what I love about our people is we did talked about whatever this morning, and what's happened is now there are multiple threads and double-digit posts discussing pour-overs and grinders on the message board about what you do to go through your pour-over situation. So, no, that's actually been the resonating topic from this morning's show. I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, but that's that, that's where the message board is today is they're discussing uh, the different types of grinders and, and, and beans that you would need to perfect the pour-over or the French oh, press cool. or whatever you're doing. I'm already looking forward to my Nespresso in the morning. I mean, I'm <laughs> geeked about it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go get some like bottled water to pour in there so that it's the really good water. And uh, yeah, and and everywhere you go in Nashville, and I mean, I mean this complimentary. I love this city. It's a great place. But everywhere you go, there's like cranes everywhere. I was out in East Nashville. There's cranes everywhere. I'm in downtown Nashville. There's cranes everywhere. It's like holy. How do you? By the way, how do you get cranes? Like oh. that, big. I'm cu- I'm genuinely curious. How do you get a crane that big, like, to a city? Do you, do you bring it on the interstate? What do you, What do you do? How do you get the crane? How do you get the crane to the place? Because the crane's like twenty stories up. It's bizarre. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, because a bridge would pose a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, like I mean, an underpass I, 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 thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I have lots of questions. It's just okay. Massive. Somebody out there, how do we get cranes from one from here to there, from A to B? What do you do? Do you assemble it in parts? Maybe do you? Carry that might it be the answer. Is you put the big arm. The arm travels on some sort of big truck, and then you put it on there later. Okay, could be. 
Better be a big truck, it's, though. It's uh, but it's Nashville's hell of a scene. I mean, I, I I've been here a bunch, but I'm always struck by it. It always it it always. I just the, the level of growth is incredible. So anyway, it's, 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 it's been a special place for us over the years. That was the place where we decided to leave at 4 a.m. and drive home. That was the place that we had the powwow when Houston Nutt was definitely going to be fired at some point that season. It was where you almost broke your hand punching a table about an NBA playoff game once. I mean, we've, we've had some. Ole Miss, Ole Miss won an SEC tournament here. That's true. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we watched Major League Baseball games at Vanderbilt's stadium and Verlander threw a no hitter. Yeah. A lot of stuff's happened in Nashville. Yeah. The, the night that Millinghouse hit the shot to keep them alive. I, Richard Cross and I were in that bar right behind bomb in Fayetteville. And I don't even know what happened or what was said, but there was a couple minutes there where I thought we were going to fight our way out of there. And it was not even Arkansas playing. It was Missouri and Ole Miss, but something got said and Richard gave a little bit of a comment. And I, I kind of looked up and went, I don't think this is the best idea right here. I, I feel like we need to, to to exit stage left of whatever is going on currently in this. Because Ole Miss was uh, – they were in the process of taking two out of three at Arkansas that weekend when the basketball team won the uh, the SEC tournament and Derek Millinghouse saved jobs and did all sorts of stuff. So, anyway, uh, let's start here. We're going to get some media day stuff. That's why you are there and whatever. But it was it's been a bit of a more boring day today. Um, I've tried to catch up. I hadn't, I've been out of pocket a little bit. You obviously were there. But nothing overly earth-shattering. The most interesting thing, and I'm not going to stick this on baseball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a larger topic. But it's what the Ole Miss community, what the Ole Miss fan base is talking about today, is uh, I guess it was a media op, best I can tell. With uh, Willie Bloomquist, former major leaguer, played in the major leagues from 2002 to 2015. He is an Arizona State uh, alumnus. He uh, was a Mariner for a really long time. He is now their head coach, and he's pretty pretty opinionated, pretty boisterous. He uh, is the one back on selection Monday who said that Arizona State gave the committee a chance to screw them, and they did. I think I saw that quote from him at one point. He uh, he's he, he's he's pretty riled up most of the time, but today this. This is one of these, Willie, where you just shut up, you move on. You, 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 it's just the price of playing poker sometimes, especially when you're not in the, the main league in the country and it happens. Luke Hill, obviously the uh, the ultra-talented freshman. He uh, is from Baton Rouge, committed to Ole Miss. He is transferring to Ole Miss to play his sophomore and junior seasons at least. Therefore, the Rebels, it fixes their huge shortstop issue as they, uh, they had J.D. Urso here. He left uh, because of homesickness and girlfriend and whatever else you want to call it. Uh, Cooper Pratt signs his uh, his offer to uh, move on to the major leagues. A lot of stuff going on there. So they need a shortstop. They get Luke Hill, maybe the best shortstop in the portal. It was a great get by them. Willie's not happy about it. Hill jumped into the portal on July 13th. It was the last day possible to do that. His, uh, his quote today, he said that uh, he went on to say that some teammates are glad he's gone. Matter of fact, a lot of them feel like we're going to be better without him and the attitude he showed at times. Good thing he's gone there from Willie Bloomquist. Um, oh, Willie, 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 Willie. Listen, sometimes, sometimes this is why you need a friend to vent to. You need a friend that you can call and go, hey, I need to vent this so that I don't tweet it or say <laughs> it. And this was one of those times. You lost your 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 really elite, talented shortstop on the last day. You probably weren't planning for it, and you have every reason to be a little pissy about it. You do, but Willie, Willie, that that quote's going to get used against you in recruiting down the road. The on the record quote should be really you know happy for what he did for our program, and we wish him the very best. And then call your friend who you vent to. And privately say what a shitty kitty is and how pissed you are at Ole Miss and the whole system sucks and blah, blah, blah. And get it out of your system. It's okay. It's all right to feel sorry for yourself, but don't do it publicly. That was not a good move on your part. It used against you a lot. Uh, you're frustrated. You're in the Pac-12. It's basically Stanford and kind of Oregon State and then all the rest of you. And it is what it is. And you don't even have USC and UCLA anymore. They're playing baseball now against Michigan and Indiana and Illinois, and they're just going to beat the hell out of them uh, as they get there into the uh, into the Big Ten. Um, but then he goes on, and look, he's telling the truth. 
But in no way should you say this out loud. He follows it up, and his next quote is that Arizona State baseball absolutely cannot compete in today's landscape of NIL. He's reached out to alumni who feel the same way and, quote, it's not the good old-fashioned camps, facilities, and coaching staff. Now, you need something more. You're not wrong, but are we just giving up at that point? Because you're admitting to your fans, hey, because Arizona State's never going to pump $5 million into their baseball NIL. It's just not going to happen. And it's the larger scope of if you're not in whatever one of the two leagues are in the different sports and then the Big 12's kind of this three and everything right now, or except basketball, they're actually really damn good, baseball and football, um, you're sort of lost. I mean, we, we could take this same exact quotes and things and refer it over to Arizona State football. And it would be a very similar thing, except you'd be talking about the SEC and the Big Ten on that side. So, like, I, I get the thing of, hey, maybe you're rallying it, and maybe you're being honest and all these things. But when that gets out in the stratosphere, kids are obviously in the NIL right now. You're at a place with a ton of baseball history. Um, I mean, a hell of a lot of it. Um, a lot of talent is on the West Coast. You're trying to keep it from going to the SEC where it's going. Admitting out loud that they might as well not even ask you for NIL, isn't that dumb? Read me the quote again, because when you first read it to me, I was like, I don't know. That's not so bad. Arizona State baseball absolutely cannot compete in today's landscape of NIL. Reached out to alumni who feel the same way. It's not the good old-fashioned camps, facilities, and coaching staff now. You need something more. It's not wrong. I mean, it's a completely accurate quote. Okay, how is that? I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate with yeah, you. I'm, sure, not, go ahead. I'm not having a Neil Chase fight in case, because <laughs> whenever we do this, people are like, "Are y'all fighting?" It's, yeah, it's no, like, no, 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 we're just having a conversation. So here's my question to you, because I yeah, sure. the, the, criticizing the kids stupid, just so stupid. Don't do it. Yeah, sure. Now, is that a lot different than what Lane Kiffin kind of did when he's challenged Ole Miss people for NIL? I mean, is is he challenging people and going, "Hey, look, if you want to win." We have to raise money. If you we, if we're going to keep mm-hmm. our good players, we have to pay them. I mean, he's like you said. I mean, he's not wrong. No. And so, if you want to keep your players from leaving for Ole Miss and LSU and Texas A and M and wherever, you're going to have to pay them. And the truth is, and I don't know that this is because if, if it's because we don't have the information or because we do a shitty job of reporting or, I mean, they're getting a lot of money. And so if 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 you if, if you want to compete at Arizona State, no, they're not going to come there because you had a good camp. They're not going to come there because you're nice or because you have cool facilities. Because the truth is, the SEC programs that are poaching all of your players, they have better facilities than most minor league clubs. I mean, Ole Miss and LSU and Mississippi State and Arkansas and I'm guessing Texas A&M, they all have elite baseball facilities. Locker rooms, stadium, recovery, the whole damn thing. Yeah, phenomenal facilities. Phenomenal facilities. You can can be an Ole Miss fan who hates Mississippi State and you hate LSU and you hate Arkansas, but if you could take off your red and blue glasses and walk through their facilities, you'd be like, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I get it. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And and the same applies to Ole Miss and its facilities. So when a kid comes from Arizona State or wherever and looks at the facilities at places I just mentioned, yeah, he's going to be blown away. So and then on top of that, they're going to pay more money. It's a no it's a no effing brainer is what it is. So that, that guys leave. And so if you want to compete, you're going to have to raise the money and I don't know how you can raise the money if you're kind of not willing to say the ugly part out loud. Well, that's true. And I, and I guess if it's his first time, then he's using Hill as a catalyst into the conversation. Maybe it is smart. Maybe that's a good point. I'm thinking about it a little more than just making fun of him. Because with Lane, I didn't hate when he did it the first time, maybe the second time. My only criticism with Lane is you only get so many of those times. Took a break in the podcast to tell you about Prime Shrimp. You can get seven different flavors delivered directly to your door. A couple of my favorites, the Signature, the New Orleans-style barbecue. They're great for salads. They're great for lunches, quick snacks, or even dinner to feed your family. The summer's pretty busy, so let Prime Shrimp take care of you. Again, with all those different flavors, few within 10 minutes, freezer to plate, and you get restaurant-quality shrimp. They also offer the uh, two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, a lot like was at the grocery store, except a higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. They're also available in Rouse's Markets if you have one of those nearby. But if you need them mail to you, we can help you out. You buy five pouches or more and use code RG and you get 25% off. That's code RG, 25% off. Prime Shrimp, 
Sunshine.com. Summer is here, and Heavenly Sunshine Property would like to take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living spaces. Regular maintenance is key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home or business, and one of the most effective ways to maintain is through power washing. Some of the key benefits include increased curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment. It also saves you time and money. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact Heavenly Sunshine today and get ready to enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. HeavenlySunshine.com or 662-342-1203. You get a free estimate. You can book that today. You can use code MPW10 for a 10% discount. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties for those who previously did not have internet. And then last but definitely not least, G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They're right there on South Lamar in Oxford. They're my pharmacy. They deliver stuff to me every day. They do that for free. Free local delivery with G&M. Take care of all your pharmaceutical needs. They even help you transfer your medications. If you're using one of those big box pharmacies that doesn't care about you, switch to G&M. You make one phone call, they take care of the rest. Done, simple, easy with GNM in Oxford or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Again, that's 662-236-2222. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, absolutely. You get one or two, and after that, it's like, okay, no, 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 no. No. I mean, I mean here's when the you lane- lose a game, you can never say it's because the fans didn't pay enough. No, no, no. I mean, here's the Lane Kiffin conundrum moving forward for him, is that last season when he, you know, he said, hey, we need X million, basically, and they raised it and more. If you come back at the end of of this, let's say let's say Ole Miss loses, let's pick a game that they're supposed to not lose. Uh, I don't know. Pick one. I don't want to pick one. You pick one. They lose a game. Arkansas. And he says, Arkansas. And he goes, you know, if we only had more money, you know, they have better players because they got more NIL, whatever. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that. You're going to get killed because the, the, any reporter worth his salt in that press conference or on Monday or whatever is going to say, you you said that you needed a certain amount of money. You got it even more. Are you saying that wasn't enough? You underestimated how much you need, or or what is it? it or is this just becoming the excuse when you lose? To which he was going to get pissed off. But it's a fair question at that point. So I don't blame Bloomquist here. The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of siding with this part of it. I don't blame him for going. Hey, look, y'all don't want this to happen again. I mean, this time I'll call the kid out and I'll say he's a bad kid and his teammates hated him and he he <laughs> he, 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 he poured he, you know yeah he he, he he doesn't put his shopping cart up and he litters and all that stuff yeah he pours chocolate milk on his fruity pebbles I mean he's a nut but at the end of that he's a good baseball player and an SEC program took him from us and uh, they did it because they had better nil so if y'all want to compete we got to raise the money and if we don't raise the money we can't compete I don't. I don't know that I hate that. There's schools like this in every sport, and they're the ones that are fascinating to me as it gets here because, you know, even in football, and the NILs changed the game from just the under-the-table recruiting. I mean, the same schools are still good. They're still providing the most for the most part and all that stuff. But the schools with expectations and history and – what you think of as really good territories for recruiting and things that are just completely helpless now in this era. Because the truth is, Willie Bloomquist has an impossible job, is the answer. He has a storied history of a program. He has a fan base that loves baseball. He's in a great climate for college baseball, and they simply can't keep kids into that area. Stanford is walking off with the Pac-12 every year and they're the only sort of even competitive team outside of Oregon State that, that, that is just year in and year out. I, I get Oregon did whatever, but you don't get my point. Um, it, it's impossible because even when you match NIL or get close, the SEC teams are still going to have more at that point. They're going to have better facilities. They're going to have more people. They're going to have more championships. They're going to have everything. I mean, keeping a kid or even getting – now getting the kid to begin with is a damn task. 
So in a lot of ways, Billy wanted to, I mean, Willie wanted to walk out of there, go pour a bourbon somewhere and sit down and go, I don't really know how to do this at a national level right now. It may not be doable year it's, over year. It's not, it's not doable. Uh, yeah. it, it's not. We talked about this last year. It feels like we've talked about this a thousand times. I mean, you 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 look at – I mean, we, we pointed out the, the same handful of SEC West programs, right? It's Ole Miss and State and LSU and Arkansas and Texas A&M and soon Texas. And, and now Florida's a power. Uh, Tennessee's a power, very involved. South Carolina's flexing its muscles in the Vanderbilt's portal. Vanderbilt's still Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's still Vanderbilt. And some of the other programs in the league flirt with like, hey, maybe we ought to do this. Kentucky like, doesn't suck always. Yeah, Auburn flirts with it. Georgia flirts with it. I mean, it, it, it it's uh, – Missouri oh, got the kid from Wake Forest. Yeah, Oklahoma has landed some kids in the transfer portal. Um, I, I, I just – and then you take – a handful of ACC programs and a handful of Big Twelve programs, and and if you're not in that, if you're not in that Venn diagram, you're effed. You 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 have no chance. Something I wanted to talk about this morning, and I forgot because we got probably on talk topic instead of off topic. Was everybody talks about what it looks like down the road or with realignment or I think it was when you were talking about employment was when I thought of this. I was reading a story in the Athletic. Did you see this about? They thought the only way that it would work was that if every school picked a bunch of sports and did what Boston College does with swimming. Did you see this? And what Boston College no. does with swimming is they're in the ACC and they filled a team that competes on a collegiate level. And they essentially put no resources into it. They don't even fund the number of scholarships that you can fund legally. It would be like having a baseball team and going, yeah, but instead of 11.7, we're going to do 3.4. Sorry, that's that, that's all we're going to be able to do. So, look, you can go to Boston College and you can get a letter and you can go compete for the ACC and you're going to finish dead last and you're going to suck. And the thought was, even if you did a minor bit of employment or revenue sharing or anything that gets off the big bottom lines, even at the major schools, you would, it would require multiple, multiple sports de-emphasizing to the point of simply putting a product out there knowing that it is not competitive and that the pecking order inside the nation would be Whichever schools didn't choose that sport is their one that they were de-emphasizing. That everybody would have to de-emphasize two or three, and it would just depend on which one you want to decide to put your resources behind. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thought that comes to mind is I'm actually a little surprised that doesn't happen more often. Like, I'll pick on my alma mater of ULM. If you're ULM, for example – why are you actually spending 11.7 scholarships on softball or baseball? Why? For what? I mean, why? What's in it for you? You could find 25 guys from North Louisiana who like to play baseball and who are adequate at it to go out and, mm -hmm. you know, pay in-state tuition and go play. ULM's not hard to get into. It's It's not – super expensive you could find 25 kids from the quarter between shreveport and vicksburg who would play they like baseball you'd win a handful of games you'd lose most of them what you do anyway what difference does it make and you could take those resources and i guess pour it into football or just save it i i'm a little surprised that more schools don't do that rather than go into the massive amount of debts that they do yeah, I just saw it. I'm like, huh? Get it, sort of. Yeah, sure. I mean, at the SEC level, I don't. You know, I don't know. Can you just punt a sport? But you can't under this environment for sure. No. But you know, but, if you're, if you're, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop before I get myself in trouble. But at, at. at <laughs> Because I almost think you could a little bit. You'd take a little PR hit, and some people would get mad at you. But if you said, hey, we simply can't afford to fund everything. We can't print money. You, we, It's not realistic for us to win at everything. And so if, if there's a sport where we just simply have determined that we can't win, what would happen if we just essentially turned it into a club sport and finished last? Who cares? Yeah, it was under a larger thought was that could you move the NCAA Division One into a 1A and a 1B category with FBS? 
basically being these schools are willing to do this and these schools aren't. We've talked about it forever. I mean, it's not a novel concept, but that's what it was based off of. And the and, answer to that question is yes. The answer yeah, is yes. I mean, the answer is absolutely yes. Like, I mean, seriously, like take take Troy or or South Alabama or some of those programs that that have a decent tradition in you know, like baseball, for example. They can't compete now. No chance. Arizona, if Arizona State can't compete with Ole Miss, I mean, think about that. Just what was it, 10 years ago? Yeah. They played the super regional and they were basically even. And now 2007. Ole Miss, yeah, so 16 years ago. Yeah. Pretty 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 recent. Yeah. Um, you know, Arizona State and Ole Miss were basically equals in college baseball. Mm-hmm. They were basically the same program, not anymore. No, sir. Um, I mean, how many Big 12 programs can legitimately say they're equals with, with Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Florida, Tennessee, and Arkansas? How many? You can, ar- you can argue maybe two, TCU and Oklahoma State. That's it. Texas Tech, maybe, but I think they're falling off. Well, Aaron Dickens was on Oxford Exxon Podcast Extra the other day doing a Big 12 preview, and he told me they're falling off. He's like, you know, Arkansas is taking two kids from Texas Tech because they can't. Yeah. I mean, they're taking them because they can. I mean, Ole yeah. Miss got got Hill because it needed a shortstop and it could. Yeah, that's yeah. why they didn't. I mean, he didn't. He didn't go. You know, I just always wanted to see the walk of champions. I, I just, I just think the Ole Miss essentially went into the transfer portal Kroger and went to the shortstop aisle and went. No, nah, I want that guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, Arizona State doesn't have a buggy to do that. That's it. That's it. I mean. Arkansas needed a pitcher, so they went to Texas Tech and got one, right? I mean, that that's that's LSU needed whatever it needed and they went and got one. I mean, that's what that's what they do. I mean, you know, I mean, I just we're headed to one A to Division A, Division B, and we need to. I mean, if we're if 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 the goal is like truly about the student athlete experience, I mean, you and I have talked about this a thousand times. People know exactly what I'm about to say if they've listened to our show for more than two years. The Division B championship game between Arizona State and Troy, the players would care. 100%. Yeah, it's. I'll, I'll read this, and then we'll move on to media day for, for today. It said, perhaps the level of resource commitment is left up to each individual school, but athletes will participate knowing they wouldn't be in line for the same compensation 1A athletes are. The scenario, listed for a reason, could be the most revolutionary path forward for college sports, Challenges, fundamental ideas, blah, 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 doesn't matter. As it is now, every Power 5 school offers – sorry. As it is now, not every Power 5 school offers the maximum number of scholarships in every Division One sport it sponsors. Boston College, for example, doesn't offer swimming scholarships. So if you want to swim collegiately but aren't being recruited by the nation's elite teams, you can opt to go to BC for the collegiate athletic experience with the drawback of being almost assured a last-place team finish at the ACC championships. Schools in the 1B category could devote more resources to some sports more strategically – as long as they remain, remain Title IX compliant, and I think that's potentially up for grabs at some point, and everyone would know what to expect and what not to. Quote, you're going to see more schools look at BC where maybe they don't have to give scholarships and pay coaches hundreds of thousands of dollars in particular sports, but they still offer them, an FBS athletic director said. You're just not invested. Yeah, sure. I'm in. I, I am too. Why not? I, I mean – Look, at some point, these people that run these athletic programs are going to have to start saying the 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 part out loud, which is some of this is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some of the investment is stupid. You can't you can't fund everything at a super com- highly competitive level. So today, uh, again, we're up with the schools that uh, that talked. We'll talk with everybody's favorite. We'll, we'll we'll talk about everybody's favorite first. Hugh Freeze going to the podium today. I I, I read through a lot of his uh, his quotes, his time. I ask you if anything stuck out. I thought that he gave an interesting and also a good answer um, on a couple of things. He's asking for patience. He knows the roster is nowhere near where it needs to be. Any first year coach should ask for patience because you get a honeymoon, so you might as well take it. But then he discussed how at once he was a really good play caller and he thought that it slipped, um, that they've hired Philip Montgomery now to uh, be the offensive coordinator. Hugh says that Phil will call plays for the Tigers this fall. But he talked about even terminology being stale, a lot of things inside the play calling, and admitted that 
he thought his last couple of years at Liberty, he was not a very good play caller. I thought it's probably honest, probably truthful, probably something good for him to say. I, I don't know. I thought that overall he was pretty humble and, and, and kind of on message with what he wanted to be on message with today. I thought he had a pretty good day. Yeah, I thought – I mean, he has been humbled. I mean, he yeah. was humiliated six years ago. You know, I mean, he was exposed for the the all the phone stuff, and he was the butt of a lot of jokes, and he lost a job that he was a kind of a dream job, lost $17 million, got out of coaching for a year. I mean, I talked to him during that year. You did too. He was miserable. And he ended up at Liberty, which I'm sure – was a hell of a fall from Ole Miss. He probably and he admitted today that he often wondered if he'd ever get another opportunity at at the SEC level, and he got one at a you know a, a storied program at Auburn, and he's got his hands full, and his two big rivals are on top of the sport, and um, he's got a lot of question marks. But I, I thought for Hugh to. I didn't hate that answer. I thought it was a really good one. He said at one point he kind of thought he was one of the better play callers in college football, and and he probably was. And that that's hard to maintain when you're also asked to be the head coach and all of that stuff. And, you know, I mean, it's been a big topic in, in Nashville so far in two days, and apparently everybody except Jimbo Fisher gets it that being the head coach in today's environment and also trying to be the offensive coordinator who keeps up with all of the trends in the game is, is a lot to ask of one human being. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think Kirby today. <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes I don't know what he's supposed to say. I mean, you know, I mean, he he was asked a lot about three peating and stuff, and he talks about how they're fighting complacency and they've studied the uh, New Zealand All Blacks and the <laughs> Michael Jordan Bulls, and <laughs> you know, um, I thought he gave a funny quote about you know the last time a team three peated in Division One college football was Minnesota in the mid '30s, and he said you know he didn't really think he could, he didn't think that Minnesota would of the '30s would resonate with his audience, meaning his players, and so you know he's tried to come up with some new things and to keep it fresh and to fight complacency. But look, you know he knows he's he's got a really great program and he's done it. He he talked about how they recruit relentlessly all the time. And that's that is what he does and. It is the key to his success. It's the same key to Nick Saban's success. Is they're great recruiters, they're great evaluators, and they recruit constantly, constantly. And it's exhausting. And he talked about how he got a few days in July to be a baseball dad and a travel baseball dad. His kid had a tournament in South Haven for five days, and he got to go be a a, a travel baseball dad. He referred to it as Julymus because at Christmas they're working. He talked about, and people don't like hearing it. I have learned, God, when Siski and I talk about this, people push back. 
he talked about how NFL coaches talk to them and say, I don't know how you guys do what you do. The, 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 the time is, is so demanding. And I can hear the people going, well, you make a lot of money, but I get it. But, uh, the grind of, of college recruiting with the portal and stuff is just, it's, it's astro it's just profound really. And, um, he talked about that. I mean, look, he's, He's got, he's running the most dominant program in the country right now, and there's no signs of it slowing down. They have created a culture of work and accountability, and I've always been impressed with Kirby. You know this going way back to when Ole Miss was, was replacing Houston Nutt. I thought they should hire Kirby Smart at the time and probably should have, and um, he's he's elite at what he does because he totally gets the job. There's no part of him here after all the success that he's had at Georgia. There is no part of him that thinks, you know, we're winning because we're calling some great plays. We're winning because, boy, we just got some schemes. We're out scheming all these guys. Nope, he knows they're winning because they have the best players. Well, I mean, you know, really give him a lot of credit because, I mean, he had his players admitting on national television that nobody gave him any chance to win the national title last year. They were completely overmatched and – just lucky they showed. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I'm making a joke, but seriously, I mean, they, he got a player to say that out loud, which means in some way he was able to find the smallest of slight to, to put there as a pebble on their shoulder. Okay. I mean, I think it's an, I think it's an admission that the more you win, the harder it is to be motivated to win. You know, com I mean, the term "fat and happy." You know, you make a bunch of money and you can kind of live high on the hog a little bit. That's easy to do, and you get a little complacent. I mean, look at Rocky Balboa. I mean, he wins the title, and all of a sudden, you know, he's living in a mansion, and he's got robots in his house and stuff, and driving fancy cars, and Mickey's setting him up with easy fights, and you get a little soft. It happens. If it can happen to Rocky Balboa, it can happen to Georgia. That's the quote of the day. It happened to Rocky. Happened to Georgia. That's what they're fighting. I mean, they're fighting being on top and kind of looking down on everybody and going, yeah, this is us. And everybody else is fighting to get to them. It's the whole Brian Kelly thing about that's the standard and we're trying to recruit to it. When you make Alabama seem like an afterthought, all jokes aside. I'm really interested to hear Saban tomorrow because Alabama right now is an afterthought in this league. And it Weird. makes me it makes me want to put a just a absolute ton of money on Alabama because I, I I just but look everything ends everything comes to an end I mean every every great run ends Michael Jordan they didn't win a seventh title I know they walked away but they didn't win a seventh title it stopped and the Bulls haven't won a title since it's it's. It's going to end at some point. And the, the, the run Alabama's had is incredible, but it is going to end at some point, and they're going to become mortal again, at least for a minute. And maybe this is that time, but, man, I'm there's a part of me that's like, boy, we're all just counting them out. We're going to pay for it. Yeah. I read the transcript, or most of it, that I could get through because it would have been a really good equivalent of Unisom when I was doing it. Zach Arnett today for Mississippi State – I'm not even criticizing the guy. I, he's almost impossible to know. He either is exactly kind of the way you expect a Mississippi State coach to be historically, or he is playing that game to the fullest. I don't know which one. Everything is a cliche. Everything is this just we're going to work hard and bring our work, our lunch pail, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and by God, we're a proud program. We've been to 13 bowl games. I mean, I, I, I read through that and just – he's. Again, maybe he ends up winning the whole damn thing. I doubt it, but whatever. I no, <laughs> no, actually, no. He said uh, this. Actually, is a little bit of a criticism. He sounds like a coordinator. There's just nothing compelling when he talks. I feel like I'm just reading a transcript from a coordinator, and I don't like. We'll see. But and, and it's he's boring. He's so young. He's so young. He hasn't been but a couple of places. Uh, I mean. I'm not saying he's out of his league or any of that. Nope, nope, nope. Not saying that. But you do wonder if 
you're going to look up on Zach Arnett and go, you know, he would have been better off being the head coach at South Alabama or Troy or something for a minute to get his feet wet. Like, I, I can't help but think that I'll use those two guys as examples, that Kane Womack, John Summerall, when they get their opportunities at this level, and I didn't say if, I said when, when they get their opportunities at this level, having that time to grow as a head coach away from the microscope is going to help them when they get under it. Well, I mean, we always said, I mean, I understand why you took it, and it's not, you know, it's it's, it's, it's what he did. But, you know, you'd love to know what Matt Luke would have looked like four years later had he gone to South Al first. He would have been a great coach. Taking that job. He would have been a great coach. I mean, if, if, if a Matt Luke could have spent four or five years at Louisiana Tech, for example, North Texas, it would have allowed him to fail in a uh, – in a different environment. There's, you know, it's there, there are guys at double a playing baseball today that are talented enough to play in the bigs. No question, but organizations want them to get some seasoning. I I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder if that's what we're looking at. I mean, there are definitely guys, you go to a double a baseball game, pick your double a baseball game. And I promise you there will be one or two players on that field who are perfectly capable of playing in a major league game. But yeah, they, might not, they, they might not be ready to play in a major league game. They might not be ready for the grind of a major league season, the grind of media coverage, of media criticism, of of pressing when you go 0 for 4 three straight nights. You get you get that seasoning at that level. And so I I kind of wonder if that's what we're looking at with with him a little bit. My favorite question, and look, I can get behind uh, the backfield people at Vanderbilt as much as the next guy, don't get me wrong, but he was asked a question. This is a direct quote. Quick question about Mike Wright. Thought when he was one of the most underrated players in the league last year at Vanderbilt, he was dynamite. Wondering how you think you might use him. Huh? I mean, Mike Wright's not terrible, but dynamite? He's the backup quarterback, or they're going to move him around and do a bunch of stuff. They, they have a quarterback. What are we doing here? Like yeah, okay, sorry. What a what a question that is. Dynamite, yeah. Mike, Mike. Dynamite. Are you vacationing on Florida's Emerald Beach this summer? Whether you're staying from 30A to Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between, please check out Captain Lee Comerford with Salty Lab Charters. Licensed and insured, he offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along Destin Beaches, Crab Island sandbar experiences, and much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran, and he has more than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All trips are private to your group, so check him out on Instagram or book today at SaltyLabCharters.com. Please use the code REBELGROVE20 to save 20%. Uh, this is a code is good through the end of the month. You can apply the code to any charter booked in 2023. So again, that's SaltyLabCharters.com. Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi is the place to go to get the zero-turn Bobcat mowers. They have a complete line of mowers ranging from the entry-level residential ZT2000 with a cutting speed of 7 miles per hour to the the top-of-the-line commercial ZT7000 with a mowing speed of 13 miles per hour. All Bobcat mowers come with the trademark tough deck cutting system constructed with heavy gauge fabricated steel for durability and improved vacuum lift, providing a reliable, perfectly manicured finish every time. The Bobcat line is priced below MSRP, comes with a three-year warranty, and currently Bobcat is offering 0% financing for 60 months or up to $2,000 cash discounts for cash purchases or financing at regular rates. So get you can also get $100 off if you mention that you heard about it on the podcast. Contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-871-6918 or visit him in person, 2003 Highway 72 East Annex in Corinth. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland, Mississippi today. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. 
It's uh, two locations in the Jackson area, one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood, and another coming soon in Oxford. We'll have more details on that as the summer progresses. For the meantime, you can visit collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but the same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide their customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, uh, Selma, Indiana, and uh, more locations coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And we brought you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. I mean, unless that was like the Mike Wright's publicist, I got questions as to who's asking that question, but... (laughs) There's some weird stuff that happens at media days. It's just, yeah, I, I wouldn't listen. Just... I, I listened in on Will Rogers a little bit. I'll have that in my notebook when I, I finish it here in a few minutes. Um, he was interesting. You know, he's he's a confident guy. I, I I do think Will Rogers is kind of one of the wild cards, both good and bad, possibly in, in the league. He's played a ton of football, but now he's going to be in a different scheme. He's going to be under center some. But he is super confident. I mean, he's a guy that kind of carries himself with a certain kind of a confident swagger. And I mean that in a positive way. I mean, and he's – I've watched him in person a few times, and, and I'm impressed every time. So, I mean, he he gives them a chance to maybe overachieve a little bit this year, and yet at the same time, you just wonder if there's enough talent on that roster to really compete in a, what appears to be a loaded West. Will Rogers in whatever offense they end up running is one of my more second level questions of the year. Just as a, as an as a SEC viewer and fan of the sport, what does that look yeah. like? Yeah, I mean they got they, they got a new coordinator. It's a guy who basically kind of did his thing with running backs at Central Michigan. He was at Appalachian State. He talked. Will talked about how they're going to be more physical. They're going to run the ball more. He's going to be under center some. And I was kind of thinking to myself, God, that's not you. But you know, he comes from a football family and he knows how to play the game. And the bigger I, concern I, I, with that is, is your roster at all equipped for that? Because you've done the exact opposite of that for so long. It's just, it's almost impossible to fix that in one year. Yeah. Just like the other way, it usually took Leach a year to get going because he didn't have his guys for that either. I mean, it, there's just a transition in that, and you're transitioning when you have a really good quarterback that's about to break a lot of records in the SEC from a career standpoint. He did it doing air raid stuff, basically. Yeah, know. You know, now you're getting completely away from that, and there, that's one of the most interesting kind of storylines in the league is what does he look like? So, yeah, I agree with that completely. And then Clark Lee, my guy, I passed right by him. Um, incredibly handsome. And uh I mean, just so <laughs> well dressed and just just uh so well put together, just a great looking guy. I mean, you look you look it's hard to take your eyes off of him, frankly. But um he says, Hey, the the key at Vanderbilt is they can't they can't be satisfied with five and seven. Their goal is to win a championship, to be the the best program in college football. That's their goal. And I'm like, hey, I get it. My goal remains to be the starting center fielder for the Chicago Cubs. That That is my goal. How is that unrealistic? I don't know. Is the margin of error pretty damn thin? Yep. But that's my goal. And I'm not, I'm not settling for being a part of MPW Digital. No, sir. 
hey, look, if you if you if you reach for the moon, you might just land on some stars, Neil. Okay, yeah. Like, look, but, look. But it, I mean, if, if if you don't shoot high enough, yeah. I can promise you, you're not going to get there. But if your goal is to get to the moon, until you get to the moon, you have not achieved your goal. <laughs> oh God! Poor I mean, I always wonder, like, what is? It's it's the opposite of Kirby. Like, what's Kirby supposed to say? Yeah, look, we have better players than everybody else. We're about to kick y'all's asses again. And if you're if you're Clark Lee, what are you supposed to say? Yeah, I mean, Clark Lee could have said, you know, I was reading Willie Bloomquist's comments earlier today, and I thought that really resonates. Uh, you know, we're we're never going to do this. <laughs> this is not doable. You're adding Texas and Oklahoma to the mix. Yeah, I mean, he's like, hey, welcome to Nashville. It's a big city. A lot of things happening here. Uh, yeah, got the Nashville skyline on our helmets now. Occasionally, I mean, if I were them, I would play. Hey, you get to come live in Nashville to a college kid. I would play that up. That would be certainly one of the things I would use as a selling point, but. They are. Uh, they have actually uh, torn down the end zones. They are. Uh-oh. They are refurbishing the stadium. He talked about that a little bit, as he should have. That's a that's a positive. And if you have a positive, you should play it up. I will say that he's he is impressive. Um, Lee is. I heard some people say they thought he was boring. I didn't think so. I, I thought he was. I thought he was really impressive. I can see how he could go into into homes of certain kinds of players and and, and pull them away. I, I actually thought, think he's – yeah, I actually think he's a really good football coach. I would like – you know, even the mid-level job, you'd like to see him in a Missouri or somewhere to see how it would go. Oh, I think he'd he do, do really with well. Him? Yeah, I think he'd do really well. He, he's He thinks outside of the box a little bit. I think he knows he's at a unique place. And, you know, he said the one thing that I, I thought – I was, it was. I thought, yeah, you know, for the most part, they did this last year. He he wants when teams get through playing Vanderbilt at the end of the day, going, "Hey, we learned a little bit about ourselves because those guys play really hard," and they kind of did. I mean, the only team that just crushed them last year was Tennessee. Sure, they're going to start they off well, and then we'll see how it goes. They led Ole Miss at the half. They uh, they they. I mean, I guess Georgia crushed them. They, they but you know they, they beat they Florida, beat Florida. I've said this all along. It's one of the Auburn games, Auburn at Vanderbilt, kind of later in the year. If things aren't going super for Auburn, that's that's a circle that one. Put a little star by it. Remember it. You mentioned uh, tomorrow Alabama going. They are first up with Arkansas and then Florida and Kentucky. And from a from a day standpoint, there is one on every team. This is a this is a great name day here at SC Media Days. You've got uh, Alabama's Kool-Aid McKinstry, one of the top players in the conference. Uh, Rocket Sanders for Arkansas. Florida Kingsley Ugakin. And then Kentucky Octavius Oxendine. Oh, that is a great name day. It's a great name day. Octavius Oxendine. Would you rather be named Kool-Aid or Rocket? Oh, Rocket. Right. I mean, you got to be fast, though. I mean, like, but you wouldn't be because it's obviously not his given name. That'd be a different story. But I, I mean, if you've got children in the car, turn off the show. Um, <laughs> the whole rocket thing could get used against you. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a place to be fast and there's a place to not be that fast. <laughs> and so it can be very rocket. counterintuitive. If you're not yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we know how he got Kool-Aid McKinstry? I don't. I mean, I'm fascinated to know. I mean, I kind of get it with Ragib Sanders is that he can really run. So it's yeah, like, sure. you know, he's fast as a rocket. Okay. What were all the Ismails? Rocket, missile? Oh, that's right. There was more than just rocket. Yeah. He was the best one, though, right? Yeah, he was good. He could... He was electric, like as a punt returner and stuff. Ismail, right? Ismail. Ismail, yeah. Rocket Ismail. I think yeah, it was his. That's right. Number seventy-five on the list of the top one hundred greatest college football players of all time. Oh wow! Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, he was legitimately good. I did not know that. Uh, yes, he is the older brother of former Syracuse uh, and NFL wide receiver Quadri Ismail, nicknamed the Missile. 
former UTEP and Dragons uh, Suleiman Ismail, nicknamed the Bomb. Um, yeah. Uh, Fatma, the mother, was sometimes referred to as the launch pad. So there's that. Oh, there's that. There's that. So as far as I'm going, but yes, that is uh, that is that is that is true. His son, uh, in twenty, at least in, as of 2019, played for the University of Wyoming, and also has the nickname Rocket. Yes, what you'd like to ask Kool Aid and Rocket tomorrow is, do your families call you Kool Aid and Rocket, or do they call you by your original names? Do your friends call you Kool Aid, or do they call you Rocket, or do they call you another name? Here's one trivia question for you about Rocket Ismail. In 1999, the Cowboys signed him as a free agent. Michael Irvin suffered a career-ending injury in the fourth game of the season, and after that, Ismail became their leading receiver and had 1,097 yards and six touchdowns. Oh. So, had a hell of a year there in 99. I didn't I didn't remember him with the Cowboys, but it's been a minute. There's yeah, only so he, much uh, remember. He was released in t- 2002 after suffering a herniated disc in a collision with Datwin, the uh, – teammate there for uh whoever that was at the time i guess the oh, cowboys still Bill dallas yeah yeah because that win played at a and m is that right yes yeah he'll be an sec legend one day don't you worry that oh, win sure. sec he legend was, he was a hell of a player of course it was pre-sec but <laughs> well, regardless details uh other than bam anything tomorrow stick out you good uh yeah, I mean Bama's because it's Bama, they're interesting. Um, you know, I think KJ Jefferson's an interesting story. I, I really do. I think KJ's a good story for the league. I mean, here's a guy that you know, I think a lot of people thought he couldn't be a quarterback at this level, and he he's put up some really good numbers. And I, I do think on the list of kind of teams that could be interesting, Arkansas is one of them because of what they return on offense. Um and then Billy Napier. I mean, it sounds crazy, but this is a big year for Billy Napier. And there are some people, Tyler Siski included, who think they're going to have a big season surprising a lot of people. I'm on the exact opposite of that. I just don't see it. But Napier's interesting. And then Mark Stoops is back for the 27th consecutive season at Kentucky. I mean, he's just he's – usually, he's usually fairly good at this. He's, he's usually kind of funny. Their quarterback is Devin Leary. Yeah. 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 Look, Kentucky, everybody's writing them off, and I think people are probably right to do it, but there is some talent on that roster. You're uh, and, and Leary was a really good quarterback at NC State. He was. No, yeah. I, I, I thought I, Siski's high on him, too. He likes Devin Leary a lot. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss going on Thursday, South Carolina and Tennessee there with the uh, with the Rebels on a Thursday. If you want to name on Thursday, that's South Carolina defensive lineman Tonka Hemingway, by far the best name of the day there for the uh, the Gamecocks. Paul Skeens has uh, signed nine point two million dollars. That's a record. So Skeens nine point two. Good day to be Paul Skeens. So come a long way since he was throwing ninety two for Air Force a couple years ago. It's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, I mean, you would have never guessed, hey, this guy's going to break bonus records as the number one pick that day when he was pitching in the tournament for Air Force. You just wouldn't have guessed that. So no uh, Josh Josh Note signed a little underslot for uh, the Brewers there, 33 overall. Gonzalez has signed. And then uh, Calvin Harris also signed. He got a little overslot. I think his slot was like 570-something, and he got 600 even. So uh, that for, uh, for Calvin. Where he was taking. Yeah, so – that is uh that is that. I was just kind of scanning. Is it is it this weekend when uh Messi's playing his first game? When is it? Yes, this this weekend. Okay. Is it in like a normal MLS game or is it in something else? Uh, I'm not positive. I think it's a normal MLS game. Okay. It's apparently quite the quite the hot ticket, and they've sold a lot of jerseys. It's cheap compared to Taylor Swift. Yeah, no doubt. Beyonce was trying to entertain that at all. What Taylor Swift? Yeah, I, I like. I, I'll admit it. I mean, I know people are going to take my man card. I, I think Taylor Swift's great. I like a lot of her music. 
I don't know much from the new album at all. I guess I would recognize some songs, but I'm not overly familiar with the, the most, re- not the the redo albums, but the most recent actual album. She supposedly puts on one hell of a show too, like like a, a lot of energy and and I I like her. I mean, I, I I know everybody's I know that's not cool and stuff as a guy, but I think she's I think she's fantastic. I mean, I I, I don't like put a bunch of her music in my playlist when I go out running, but if if she pops up on Pandora, I, I, I let her stay. I think she's I think she's good. Then uh, worth mentioning here is we talked about Georgia, and this was a big conversation for us uh, on the last show. Carson Beck uh, is who Kirby Smart said was on track to be the starting quarterback for the uh, Bulldogs. His quote, he's certainly not, he's certainly the leader, but he hasn't done enough to say he's the starter. So he's a six foot four, 215 pound junior. But everyone recruited. So, I mean, everyone wanted him. So they, they've got a room full of five star guys. They'll, the odds are they're going to figure it out. You're just going to give them the benefit of the doubt until they, yeah, so, I mean they 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 just they they've dominated the sport the last two years. I don't think you have any choice but to and look at the way they're recruiting and to go, hey, they and they have a ton of continuity in their program. So they're doing they're doing a lot of things well. Yeah. Uh who you got up for uh OEP extras today? So uh, I talked to Matt Moscona, talked to LSU, SEC West with him, uh ESPN Baton Rouge. I talked to uh, John Sokoloff from WCBI in uh, Columbus, and yes, we talked about the whole Kippen thing a little bit. Talked to uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss with him. I talked uh, to John Neighbors of 103.7 The Buzz in Little Rock about the Razorbacks. And then I talked to our buddy uh, Jason Caldwell of Auburn Undercover about uh, Hugh Freeze and Auburn heading into year one. Jason's been doing this for a long time, man. How long has he been doing it? 24, 25 years. He and I were on the Auburn beat together back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was he with at that point? Inside the Auburn Tigers. Oh, he was with them then. Okay. He was with yeah. Mark Murphy. Yeah. That's right. Is Mark still in this? No, Mark is retired. Has he? Yes. Okay. Those Auburn guys that were older than you starting to kind of give it up, aren't they? Yeah, a lot of them are looking pretty old, which makes me feel really <laughs> old. <laughs> I mean, oh. these two days have not done a whole lot for my self-esteem other than to make me feel really old. It might should have done more. You're one of the only people in the room, I'll guarantee you, that's below like your fighting weight of five years ago in that room. Yeah, I, I think I it's mean, not a to safe get back bet. on the other topic, but I mean, that, that's not, it's a pretty small list. I think it's a safe bet that I'm one of the few people in the room that weighs today what he weighed his senior year in high school. Yeah, I think that's... I Is think that where you are, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually maybe down a couple of pounds under what I played high school football as a senior. You would have had a hard time sticking at the same position in today's football. Yeah, they would have just made me the kicker. They'd have made me the kicker now. Yeah, I think that's that's probably true. So, all right. Uh, again, Thursday afternoon, sometime we'll let you know. I don't know. We'll see what that looks like. Again, uh, Lane Kiffin and players to the podium there on. Um, on Thursday, it's Quinshawn Judkins, Cedric Johnson, and DeAndre Prince are the three players for uh, for the Rebels. So, uh, RebelGrub.com, Neil's got a notebook upcoming. Have some a uh, little more on those portal guys that almost got in the last couple of days. Florida Athletic, Florida Atlantic's Jackson Ross, uh, and then uh, Luke Keel, who we've talked about a good bit. Ross was a third baseman at FAU, but he was a JUCO shortstop. He can play pretty much anywhere in the infield or anywhere on in the field outside of shortstop and center up the middle so they can move him around as needed. He was very good for the Owls here this uh, this past season and was one of the top guys in the portal. Again, I, my guess is unless something comes out of nowhere, Ole Miss is done from a transfer portal standpoint. I think they have, uh, they've they got the haul that they're going to have here as they move forward into the uh, 2024 season. So uh, all that's up. Again, ton of extras for you. I think you know, seven over the course of these two days. More coming there and then uh, Ole Miss to the podium. So in the meantime – We will talk to you sometime on Thursday.